啾啾啾啾啾啾啾啾啾啾啾啾啾啾啾啾啾啾啾啾啾不是不是不是不不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是不是我们会有一个好玩的节目，我们有可能有一个好玩的节目。我们有可能有一个好玩的节目。我们有可能有一个好玩的节目。我们有可能有一个好玩的节目。我们有可能有一个好玩的节目。我们有可能有一个好玩的节目。我们有可能有一个好玩的节目。我们有可能有一个好玩的节目。我们有可能有一个好玩的节目。我们有可能有一个好玩的节目。我们有可能有一个好玩的节目。我们有可能有一个好玩的节目。我们有可能有一个好玩的节目。我们有可能有一个好玩的节目。我们有可能有一个 He's so charming. <laughs> Might not be the right word, but anyway.、Uh, high verbal IQ. <laughs>、uh, the blacks, I meant to get to this story yesterday. The blacks posing for the camera as they steal shamelessly in the stores. We need a little bit of that Asian or Muslim culture crack down on the thieves. Or even, you know. I don't think white culture used to be so permissive of this mess. You know what I mean, Jelly Bean? Not normal white, anyway. I hope to pile on to, I don't know who else is piling on to her that I'm piling on, but I've certainly、uh, bashed her many times with love, if I love anybody, right? Naomi Osaka. Naomi Osaka. She is a black Japanese tennis player gal. Literal tennis player, unlike LeBron James. And she's going to return to tennis, but she got pregnant and had a baby out of wedlock. Does she even know that that's wrong? You know, the younger whippersnappers, she's 25, they don't know that it's wrong, maybe. With a rapper. Oh, Gregatron, I did not censor her pregnant belly. Oh, gross. These women showing their naked pregnant bellies. Is it right to call it naked? It's kind of like, oh, my arms are, my forearms are naked. I don't know if that's the right word, but a belly should not be shown so much, especially not a pregnant belly. <sighs> And some other things, you know, soccer, women's, the, the soccer、uh, kiss, <laughs> the forceful kiss. It was a forceful kiss. It might not have been a forcible kiss, but they call it a forcible. New York Times calls it a forcible kiss. I don't know if it was a forcible kiss. <laughs> uh, I, I did give the chest. I gave the chest cradle to grave, no fear. I opened the chest. Anyway, so all that and your calls, guys, if you would like to call in. But anyway, let's get right on with. The show! One, two, three, four. Oh, it's the Hake Report. The Hake Report. La, la, la. Oh, it's the Hake Report. The Hake Report. La, la, la. Hey, guys! Oh, it's the Hake Report. The Hake Report. La, la, la. Oh, it's the Hake Report. 
Got the new uh, Hake th- splash screen. I was thinking about that. That's cool. If you're watching the video feed, or if you were watching it, you saw some beach scenes with some awesome fog. So cool. High res, too, says Hassan. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Papa. You know, I, I do go outside sometimes nowadays. <laughs> A little uh, we're mess. Hake, you don't like bellies? Asks Mena, Mina, Maina, Maina. Am I pronouncing that correctly? I asked her or him (laughs) how to pronounce his or her name, username anyway. And she or he said, uh, pronounce it Australian. Australian. So Maina. (laughs) Point Dune. I don't know what that is, but it's uh, San Onofre. San Onofre. Beach. Down near San Clemente. San Clemente. San Clemente. Hake be spitting through my screen. No, sorry, I spit. I don't like to spit. I am wearing my I Disavow Hake t-shirt. I Disavow. It's a t-shirt. From the Hake Report Teespring store. Thehakereport.creator-spring.com with I disavow Hake Monkey and he's covering his mouth. <laughs> yes, it is in my merch. So, and uh, this particular t shirt, this uh, maroon color, uh, we in, our, in this Bond office here have ordered two of them and one medium and one large. This medium is, I think I've worn it more than once, so it feels comfortable. I mean, without washing it again, okay? And, you know, cotton, you don't necessarily have to wash. But uh, it is, uh, it runs a touch small, this particular color, and it's 100% cotton, just FYI. Runs a touch small, like I got a, a, a large for somebody who normally wears a large, and it f- fit a bit tight. So you may consider going a size up, but then it'll be extra baggy, but I don't know. Burgundy, says Peter R., not maroon. Okay. See no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil, monkeys. Good or bad? I, I don't know. I just think that they're cute. Or cool. <laughs> it's not cute. If a man or a boy is wearing something, it's not cute. It's cool. So, guys, uh, let's jump right in to the ADL. Uh, coverage. There's an interview that took place on one of these, you know, like CNBC or somewhere. Let's see. uh, Still Gray tweeted about this, but he quote tweeted the guy named Greg Price, who's, you know, a uh, a reporter type of a guy. I don't know. Sort of a relatively conservative guy, I think. And he shares, oh, this is from Squawk Box. CNBC, okay. So, Andrew Ross Sorkin, uh, I think he he calls himself Jewish, a Jewish reporter or interviewer, announcer, asks Jonathan Greenblatt, the head of ADL, Anti-Defamation League, if he was seeking to have a role at X or shaking Elon Musk down 
for donations to the ADL, like he did, like he did, according to Greg Price, to Adidas and the Brooklyn Nets. And he responded by saying that that's an anti-Semitic trope. And that part is not as interesting to me as at the end. He says, I don't believe in cancel culture. I believe in council culture. <laughs> he likes to give counsel. Not to you, the individual uh, person. <laughs> I don't want to use the term anti-Semite. But to these uh, huge commie capitalist corporations like Twitter X, Facebook, Google, apparently Adidas and Brooklyn Nets. He likes to counsel them. So here's the uh, clip uh, 50, no, clip 41. I hope it's in the folder. Is it clip 41 in there? Okay, yes, let's go for it. Here it is. Seven days of the week. Can I ask a a question? Because I know this has been a critique of of your organization and and of many. Were you seeking to have some kind of either role at Twitter or any kind of uh, donations made or other things? No. I only say that because there have been (laughs) folks who've looked at these situations and felt that they were being shaken down. Look, I think, let me be honest about that, right? I think it is sort of anti-Semitic trope to suggest when Jewish people express uh, a degree of outrage over anti-Semitism, that somehow that's a shakedown because Jews are greedy. That sounds to me... I'm not saying you believe that. I'm not even trying to. I'm just saying that that is the... Occasionally you hear the critique uh, among uh, not-for-profits in certain cases that are involved in certain causes that talk to companies, and they, you, you hear it from, from, from you know, leaders who say, I feel like I'm... I hear that, but you, like you my view on all of this, we've talked about this before right. on this show, I don't believe in, and this is really to you, Joe, I don't believe yeah. in cancel culture, I believe in <laughs> council culture. Right. So someone yeah. makes a mistake, you help them fix it. So what we've uh, tried to do over the years with Twitter, right. with YouTube, with Facebook and all of its platforms, with... See, isn't that nice? Council culture. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to be counseled by Jonathan Greenblatt? <laughs> it makes him seem like a be, like he's befriending you. <laughs> Isn't that so? It's like um, what is that word? Not convincing. Uh, what's that word? How to in, win fl- friends and influence people? Uh, it's. Oh, it's like a, what's that word that, <laughs> council camps, <laughs> uh, re-education camps. Uh, shakedowns don't exist, mafia leaders, <laughs> spoiler. Con- no, not conniving. I mean, it's that too, but uh, it's persuasive. It's more persuasive. I'm counseling you. I, I like it. Manipulation. <laughs> uh, persuasion. As uh, Scott Adams calls Trump a master persuader. Scott Adams, or used to call him that. Euphemism. <laughs> sort of a euphemism, too. Uh, kind of like he took, uh, I don't know if he did himself, but he took, uh, who's that guy whom we talked about? The brother of the guy? The brother of the guy who was supposed oh, to be Oh, Nick Cannon. Yeah, Nick Cannon. Some of the, these counselors... Uh, took Nick Cannon under their wing, and Nick Cannon said, I have much to learn. <laughs> I don't know if Nick Cannon said that, but that's the typical thing that you say when you say something, quote-unquote, wrong. 
so that's amusing. I, I just found it amusing. Still Gray tweeted about it. He quote tweeted it. I don't know if it's worth mentioning what he said. Still Gray is Ian Miles Cheong, sort of an independent journalist guy. Indonesian, I think. Comments on a lot of this stuff going on in America. He's with uh, that Canadian Breitbart group, Rebel News. Canadian version, Canadian answer to Breitbart? I don't know. It's apparently anti-Semitic for anyone, he says, including Jewish people, he says, to point out that the ADL is a protection racket. He sort of strawmans a little, in my opinion. They use this as a label, this label as a means to coerce and intimidate individuals and businesses into compliance, he says. That's a legitimate sort of a statement, I think. He says, oh, this is interesting, actually. Ian Miles Cheong. He says, they tried it with PewDiePie. I actually have this tweet. It's worth sharing in there, Hassan. It might be in the other folder. Yeah, ADL2, uh, still gray, is the one to show inside of the other folder. So you guys can sort of read along. Because I find it difficult to listen to people reading. I don't know if you guys are like me. Uh, but I cannot really comprehend when somebody's reading. It's my list, maybe it's my poor listening skills or something. I just tune it out. Like when I'm listening to the X-Files... And Mulder or Scully, they talk all poetic about something. It's so corny. I just automatically tune it out. I cannot pay attention (laughs) or comprehend what they're saying. So they tried it with PewDiePie, says Ian Miles Cheung. The ADL did, according to him. And he tends to give legitimate, real information. Sometimes his interpretation is, I disagree with, but or off. PewDiePie, you know, the big YouTuber. Why can't I have as many subscribers and following in a nine-year-old army like PewDiePie has? I need to get on more Mary Rice Hopkins songs. And I have, have more Mary Rice Hopkins for you later. They almost got him to donate $40,000. <laughs> wow, a measly, piddly little $40,000 from PewDiePie. He's like a Swedish millionaire guy. He married some gal. I think he's like an atheist or something. Most Swedes are, right? He gave them, well, he says the middle finger and said, don't, don't, don't read that, kids. So PewDiePie, base PewDiePie, because remember the evil mainstream media organization, the Rhino Outlet, I call it a Rhino Outlet, Wall Street Journal, smeared PewDiePie as a uh, kissing up to Hitler, you know, dog whistles for Hitler and white supremacists. <laughs> PewDiePie is just a funny, fun person and also somewhat of an independent thinker. You pause a lot, Hakes, is the love beneath. I personally like pauses. I may pause too much. Anyway, I just wanted to point out that the <laughs> I don't believe in cancel culture. I believe in council culture. And I don't really believe... Well, it's, it's kind of a lie to deny that what he said, oh, it's an anti-Semitic trope to say that Jews are greedy. I mean, they are. They're human beings, aren't they? Aren't human beings greedy? And they're quite capable of, of, of uh, bringing, fulfilling that greed of, or satiating that greed, you know, feeding that greed by more or less legal means or getting away with it, you know. 
And then the blacks do it with, like, uh, sometimes with stealing and lying and not being as, as high verbal IQ about it or whatever you want to call it. And then, like, some of the whites f- satiate their greed by, maybe, by uh, apologizing when they don't really need to apologize because they're afraid of losing something. Is that a form of greed? When you're afraid of losing worldly things? Isn't that believe, sort of what greed is, believing in worldly things? Like, hey, apologizing for the sake of my channel. <laughs> but that doesn't really have to do with money so much as getting out there. I suppose in a roundabout way, it's sort of money. The Jew is your daddy, says Maina. Wow, that's an anti... Uh, whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh... But to me, I don't really even believe that it's just purely money. It's also power, influence. They want to force their mama will and mama policing of your speech and language and nicey-niceness on these uh, corporations. You know? I think that's a human nature type of a thing. I try to crack down on people saying this or that thing that I don't like them saying. I think that's a evil, control freakish, mama spirit, evil nature motivator as well. In some cases, more than money. So just, uh, but it's all like evil selfishness. That's that. I kind of like talking about these things in a way that human human beings can relate to in their evil human own evil the evil human nature. Like if you know your how evil operates in you, because I always liked that about how JLP talked about the blacks. It was in a way that I could uh, relate to myself. So. Nice. <laughs> Speaking of the blacks, let's enjoy this amusing clip. Or it's not, it's not amusing. It's not amusing. It's entertaining. Clip 32. This is from yesterday. I meant to share it. Still great. Oh, there's that Ian Miles Chiang guy again. I'm playing this with backwards music because it has music over it. Still great. Ian Miles Chiang t- tweeted this. Pose for the camera. Take anything you want off the shelves. Do whatever you want. I don't know when this was or where this was uh, or if this was. Maybe it's just AI. I kid. I kid. Pretty sure it's not AI. Quite sure. I don't think AI has come quite this far yet. Uh, do whatever you want. It's all for the taking. Welcome to a world without accountability, says Ian Miles Chiang. Or tweets, or posts, Ian Miles Chong. It's not tweeting anymore, it's posting. So here's the uh, little 32-second clip. Again, it's backwards music because it might be copyrighted music, and I, only copyrighted music I play willingly and intentionally is Hake music. <laughs> okay, here it is. Oh, see, okay, so this is Black Gal in like a store, CVS type of a store, and she's doing peace signs. <laughs> Kind of covering her face, maybe a touch of shame then, a hint of shame. 
mildly attractive gal. And then a black dude wearing black and shorts, uh, t-shirt, wild hair, typical, um, braid type of thing. Nice, uh, high-top shoes. And they're just waltzing out of the store, and the person with the camera is apparently following them. They're going outside. Beautiful day. And they just, uh, no, no mask to cover their faces to hide the, the fact that they're stealing. Did the black guy have a mask? I don't think so. I think he just had a beard. So, uh... Phew. All smiling, and then she... She kind of covered her eyes a little bit with the peace signs, but she was clearly, uh, identifiable if you're able to tell them apart. <laughs> you know what I mean, because... They all look alike to us. We all look alike to them. <laughs> Take that to whichever you it applies, you know, because I do have a black audience. You and your hake rhythm, a true criminal offense, hake. <laughs> what do you mean, Lin Yan Chen? Do you mean the pacing of my speech or how I reversed the, the music? Because I'm not really a fan of that reverse music, but I didn't want to put it he got jungle fever. No, I'm just acknowledging that she's mildly attractive, maybe just because she's relatively young gal. So, uh, you know. What's to say about it? Oh, more black stealing. Big, big news. Whoa. <laughs> now I know how the mainstream media feels. Oh, blacks killing one another? Nah, it's not news anymore. It's kind of like in that Disney movie, lame-o, communist, sympathizing, propaganda, Disney movie about unions and striking newsies. How about a crooked politician? Hey, stupid, that ain't news no more. Don't say stupid, kids. But yeah, I do really appreciate JLP. He talks about this stuff in a spiritual way. So... The people who take it wrong, or take it all sensitively, they get all sensitive about it. Oh, you talk about women 24-7. Or you talk about blacks 24-7. Or you talk about gays 24-7. Or something like that, I don't know. They're just not hearing. They do not have ears to hear. Yep. So let's get to some news. You guys can call in 1-888-775-3773. Hello. <laughs> Who says that? Who's Lynchin? Hello, Lynchin. <laughs> there you go, Lizzie. Do not use the word lame kids. Hey, please don't sing again. <sighs> Oh, before I get to news, I am remiss in not getting to the Super Chats. As I said, Super Chats came in on, uh, on buymeacoffee.com slash Report yesterday, and I didn't get to them. And I had time to get to them. <sighs> Renesio. Renesio. Bought a coffee. The Violent Femmes. And the white hats are far super than us. Violent Femmes. You referring to the band or are you referring to... That's not a, like... A, a, that's not 
referring to an effeminate male who thinks he's a woman or pl- plays like a woman or dresses like a woman? Is that's not that? Is that, or is that female who's I don't know? And white hats, white hats. Why do I recognize that? That who's white hat? Is that UN or is that blue helmet? White hats, like the good guys. Or something evil. I feel like White Hat is a reference to something evil. Is that a band too, though? And oddly, he capitalizes the S in the word super. And I don't know if he means superior to us, but he says far super than us. I appreciate your broken English super chat, Reynesio. That's the best I could do. And you may be right. Uh, Some of my favorite bands' favorite bands were Violent Femmes when I was growing up. And Dead Milkman. <laughs> Goaty Hook. Anybody? There was this Christian band. The guy turned into an atheist uh, called Calibretto. I really want to play some Calibretto for you guys, but I'm going to play Frodus today. And it's rough. It's really rough. So boomers and people who have delicate musical sensibilities, <laughs> you don't have to listen to the, the top of the hour coming up here. But it's a song I really like, so do with it what you want. Carver bought a coffee. I'm going to buy Hake a coffee every week until he sits down and watches Shrek. (laughs) Isn't that kind of giving me motivation not to watch it, Carver? If I'm a greedy white. (laughs) But thank you, Carver. I just am anti-trendy. That's part of why I listen to underground Christian music, or not that underground and then also, uh, who's that band who died? Whose singer died? Hey, now. Never mind. Right, Smash Mouth. Those two songs. Not, I'm a believer. Walking on the Sun. Uh, I mean, I'm sh- if it's that popular, it must be all right. I feel like I did watch it. I don't know. Not sure. But thank you, Carver. It's kind of like a... It's an emergency. Hassan has a few song, mu- movies that I gotta see. Like, it's an emergency. There's... And a lot of them are movies that I've been wanting to see, really. Uh, since childhood. A Nightmare Before Christmas. I like Claymation. Claymation is so cool. Spoiler alert, bought a coffee. Google force definition. Second definition. Okay, so... Force definition. Oh, this is a reference... To the vax. Uh, Second definition, coercion or compulsion, especially with the use or threat of violence. They ruled by law and not by force. You've seen Rudolph, right? Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. The Abominable Snowman. Is that in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Yeah, yeah, I love it. And then snow is just cool. Make someone do something against their will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because, oh, we didn't fiz- tie them down and, f- and force a needle into them against their will. We just made it so that by their greed, we used their greed and fear and attachment to things and their job, <laughs> you won't work <laughs> against them. It's, yeah, exactly. Spoiler alert. Shout out, man. Dan, he's my best moderator, I will have you know. Danimal bought three coffees. La, la, la. That might have been off-key. 
It was. It felt wrong. Love your work, brother. Thank you, Danimal. Appreciate you, man. I love your work, too. <laughs> uh, cha- oh, I was going to call it Tabor. Tabor. Tabor J. Eaton bought a coffee. Sorry if my coffee was too hot for Hake to read on JLP's show. Oh, are you saying that I skipped one? I skipped yours? I did not intentionally skip. Usually I'll just censor it in some way or other. I won't just entirely disregard it. I won't entirely ignore it. Maybe the Hake report can take the heat? Asks Tabor J. Eaton. I'll have to check, man. I'll have to check. Man, okay. Whew, crazy. And then, spoiler alert, bought another uh, coffee. Appreciate you, man. <laughs> and he has an amusing uh, side-by-side that he says, it's just for you, your eyes only. So, nice. Right on, man. Did you know, uh, spoiler alert, with your coffee, do you want me to hide your comment or make it private? Because you can make your coffee private if you don't want people to even go be able to go to buymeacoffee.com slash report and see your coffee and then and you know all that <laughs> but yeah i did notice he has an interesting face looks somewhat like asian asiatic mm, interesting thank you man appreciate that <laughs> why are his fingers laced like that Whew. uh thank you guys appreciate that over on d live gj on power Jean-Paul. James, did you say... I can't pronounce it this way. I'm going to call it Tucker Carlson last night. I saw a bit of it. Or I saw the teaser, the trailer, the, the uh, previews. Oh. He, and he spells it with a... I'm not even going to use the letters. But thank you, Jean-Paul. I, I, have, I didn't sit down and watch it. But it was, in, it was interesting, amusing... Tucker Carlson going there. That was a smart move, I suppose, business-wise, to get some attention. <laughs> it was like a tabloid-ish. I kind of like his demeanor, Tucker Carlson's demeanor. I didn't have, I didn't really have a problem with it. It had to do with Obama and his past, and some guy. <laughs> Didn't seem very mas- masculine and manly. Us uh, s- saying something. Some people said something. But yeah, to answer your question, I did not watch it, but I did see, I caught wind of the mess. Greenblatt ADL organized a boycott of Twitter advertisers on Twitter. The day Musk took over and has cost Twitter slash X over 60 Percent, I think, of their revenue, says Asmodor in a uh, hyperchat over on Odyssey. Elon says this is the most accurate analysis, and he shares uh, a tweet from Mario Nawfall. Mario Nawfall. And he debunks his claim. Wow, interesting. So I have to note that down to cover later. Appreciate that. Thank you for the tip there, Asmodor. I was listening to his show yesterday. Captivating stories on uh, just falling into 
the wrong things from a young age by his uh, older family members example but it was still nostalgic and great imagery and scenery so uh, verbal imagery it was cool it captures the imagination nothing like radio right it's cool (sighs) all right news time for news because i gotta keep on moving Tom Brady has, <laughs> this is stupid. Tom Brady has a new job at Delta Airlines. Common Nonsense Network CNN reports riddle time. This is not a report. Question What does Tom Brady have in common with an airplane? Answer They both make touchdowns. <laughs> I laughed at it. Silly. Silly. You know, because an airplane touches down. Like American Anchor Baby, when it's functioning properly. Anchor Baby Airlines. Nick Stream touches down. Skids on the freeway. Just a touch. Smooth landing. Nice. And Tom, a touchdown is throwing a pass into the end zone and the person catching it or crossing the end zone with the ball. Nice. Well, right on, uh, Tom Brady. We wish you well. He's that guy who was Trump's friend, right? Uh, and he uh, is sort of protective of his career. There's is that white greed <laughs> protecting his career by catering to the very unchristian forces of so-called political correctness or whatever you want to call it. So sick. So wrong. Don't say that. Anyway. Let me get to, is this Richard in North Carolina? Suddenly it got all got deleted. Is, thanks, man. Richard in North Carolina, thanks for calling, man. How you doing? What's up, Eric? Hey. Oh, so long, hey, to, long time no here. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm okay. I, I wanted to see what you think about Nikki Haley. Were you boycotting Men's History Month or something? I don't no, think, I, I, don't think I heard from you. At the pol- I've been working at the Postal Service. Oh, right I, on, I, I man. I was a federal employee, yeah. Nice. I was part of the evil state. Right on. <laughs> a light in a dark place. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, part of the bureaucracy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about Nikki Haley? I think she's lame. Yeah, I think she's a, I think she's a, a, a neocon a warmonger. Oh, really? She's a warmonger. We're referring, for those who don't know, Nikki Haley is uh, part India Indian, I think, or maybe she's entirely India Indian. Anchor baby, I think, into America. Yeah, she's born, yeah. Yeah. Her her parents were immigrants, were they? Or students here? Kind of like a... They came over on a student visa, I think. Oh, yeah. Just like uh, that one guy... Uh, the Asian man who was running for, I use the term man loosely, running for president. Yang? Yang? Yeah, Andrew Yang. His parents, I think, were students here, too. What a shame. Yeah, he's the first, he was the first gen, yeah. She was, Nikki Haley, of all things, I think she was South Carolina governor. Correct. And she was so-called female governor. What happened to the South? 
Uh, shout did, out to the did South. You how, did you see how she uh, took, she's the one that took down the uh, part of the Confederate flag from the it, state flag? That's, yeah, exactly, man. That's what I was getting to. That she was, uh, she was so called governor, governess. We should call her governess, right? Uh, during. <laughs> oh, man, stay close to your phone. Your phone's getting muffled. Oh, sorry. Sorry. When, How's uh, that? when Dylan, two ends, Storm, middle name, Roof, was doing his, uh, attack on the black so-called church and murdered those people, the mass murder of, of some blacks in a targeted, uh, you know, a targeted strike to stoke a, start a race war, I guess. He didn't know that the Mm -hmm. race, as if he didn't know that the race war was already happening. Yeah. And there were pictures of him flying the Confederate flag and evil Ta-Nehisi Coates said, oh, take down the Confederate flag, ban it. Tennessee quotes some black writer, propped up writer on, on the Atlantic, and author, brainwashed his own son to fear imaginary racism when it's not even real, and mm-hmm. so she she kissed up to it, and she's a Republican, so rhino, yeah, total rhino. Trump got her out. Well, of, Trump saved South Carolina from her. Is it North Carolina or South Carolina? Oh no, no, South Carolina. Okay, not in North because you're in so. North Carolina. He yeah. saved South Carolina from her. He saved them from themselves temporarily because they voted for her, right? I guess. And yeah. put, put her over in the UN. She's a UN ambassador. And now she's running for president against him. Yeah. Hey, so, so did and you she was a Trump they... hater before that, by the way. Yes. Well, did you hear during the whole when they wanted to take down a Confederate flag? You know, there are black uh, people who are marching for keeping the Confederate flag in full Confederate uniform from their ancestors that fought for the South, that were promised freedom at the Confederate Confederacy won. I vaguely heard that before. Yeah, there's blacks who were f- for the Confederate flag. Give me a break. Yeah, because it's history. Because it's, it's a battle standard. It's, it's history. Not, it's, not it's what people think it is. It's history. It's appreciation for heritage. It's part of... Uh, they are our Southern brothers, we fought a war, <clears throat> or they fought a war to keep the country together, and now the evil people want to divide the country and call them losers and act like they shouldn't even exist or don't exist or whatever. <clears throat> and that's that's evil. I'm. This is America. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, and, and you know, America. You know, when people always say, "Oh, America still has slavery," blah blah. Well, we how many people died in the Civil War? To, to, to end the debate about slavery? 600,000 people died in, in that so-called civil war. More than the Vietnam War. Yeah. Twice them out of the, in the Vietnam War. and pe- That's what pisses me off when people say, well, you know, there's still slavery. It's, how, many, how many people died in the civil war on both sides that, that the Salazar's debate about slavery? Yeah. It's, how about a thank you rather than bitterness? So wrong. No, anyhow, so you don't, uh, don't so say don't say pissed kids. <laughs> so, so you don't like Nikki Haley at all, right? Yeah, I know it gets me it gets me riled when they talk about how even Amazon, evil Amazon, commie capitalist, so called anti American American company Amazon banned yeah, this beautiful company. Confederate okay. rebel flag per- paraphernalia. Southern Southern brother, our Southern brothers. Shout out to the beautiful I, I, South. 
I was going to mention one last thing. Yeah. I was going to say, did you hear about the California proposed bill that if you fight against rioters, you can spend time in prison? I had not heard. If you're that. a business that that tries to fight against people rioting or, or destroying your business, uh, you know, raiding it, you can be put in jail. Whoa! Thank you for the tip on that. I had not heard that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it of course it's proposed by a Democrat. I mean, no surprise there. I mean, that's all what California is. Yeah, now, of course. Well, um, so I'll have to look into the details in the and the. It's uh, a Senate bill. What's the word? Nuance. <laughs> Yeah, new. <laughs> all I all I know is it's a Senate bill. So it was SB something California committee. California Senate bill um, outlawing fighting with rioters with riot yeah, as, so, yeah, as if you're a business owner and you try to stop people from either robbing or trying to destroy your business. You can spend fifteen years in jail or something like that, and twenty thousand dollars for each each incurrence. Twenty thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah. Yep. You're That's not allowed ridiculous. to protect your own, your own, your own uh, business anymore without being punished. What a mess. And that's, uh, wow, okay, crazy. Well, thank Tommy, you for the heads California. up on that. Appreciate that, man. Yeah. Good old California. Yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> all right, take care, man. All right, Dave. You take care of yourself, all right? Stay safe, man. Yeah, you as well. All right. All right. Oops. I hung up on him just because I didn't want to get that click. That was... Maybe a, a bit abrupt. Appreciate you, Richard. Don't take that wrong. <laughs> Crazy. What a mess. Okay. Um, another quick call from Daniel in Texas. I'm trying to write down these things because even though I write it down and never look at it. <laughs> but I will have it in my blog post so you guys can check it out. Um, Daniel in Texas is on the line. Uh, Daniel, thanks for calling, man. What's up? Thank you for having me. Good morning, James. Yeah. I can be quick about this. No problem. Um, I agree with all the points that the caller that you just had uh, said about the rebel flag and all that stuff. You know, uh, I, I get the tradition and all that. Yeah. Uh, but there is one thing that I, I can't abide, and that is this idea that there were black soldiers in Confederate uniform. This is a total myth. It's unfounded. There's nothing to support that there were black soldiers in Confederate uniform that fought for the promise of their freedom. I will tell you where this myth comes from. It comes from a time when Robert E. Lee had addressed the Confederate Congress with the provisions of resources, and one of the things that he had offered was perhaps it would be a good idea that if the North is going to use black soldiers, that the Confederacy also use black soldiers. And the Confederacy molded over and, and figured, the Confederate Congress figured, okay, well, we can do this, but we cannot promise their freedom. And Robert E. Lee was saying, well, if you do this, you will have to promise them their freedom, otherwise there will not be any reason for them to fight. Ultimately, it, was, it never went into uh, motion, and it was kind of just something that uh, was thrown out there to see what would stick, and nothing came of it. Now, that's not to say that there was never a black man that picked up a firearm against an encroaching uh, uh, soldier from the north. Yeah. That's not to say that there weren't slaves that may have picked up some rifles or that may have assisted with some of the uh, the uh, the military uh, works and, and logistics within the Confederacy. But as far as a uniformed soldier in the Confederacy that was black, this is a total myth. Uh, um, 
he didn't, he didn't say they fought for the promise of their freedom. He just said that they fought and wore uniforms. No, he, no, he did. Oh, he did? I, I, yeah. must have, uh, <laughs> I must have zoned but, out, which wouldn't point, be the first but, time. But the point is, <laughs> terrible. James, the point is, yeah, yeah. It's, not a, it's not a far uh, conclusion to say that that's what would have happened, because even Robert E. Lee was saying, if they are going to fight, you have to give them their freedom. You have to give them something. But I, I don't know if I agree with that because some of them didn't necessarily want to be free. Uh, well, you can you can take it Did up they? with Robert E. Lee. Yeah, you, oh, you can take, no, you can take it up with oh, Robert but, E. Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robert <laughs> E. Lee was he was he wanted to get rid of slavery on no, the he whole. Didn't. He kind of did. He, he no, he was he was uh, he divided his loyalty four ways. Initially, it was to the United States, and then it was to the his state of Virginia, uh-huh. and then it was to the Confederate Congress, and then it was to the slaveholding South. And his views on slavery was that if God wanted it to end, then it could, then it would naturally end. Well, it can go on forever if you look on it that way. But he was not anti-slavery. He well, but he called it a political and moral evil, and he saw that it was worse for whites than it was for blacks. No, well, if he called it that. It, According that, to that Wikipedia, right? I read that Wikipedia. Sound right at all. That doesn't. I don't think he ever said that. He he might have written it, it to his wife. Right. It doesn't sound like I don't him. Think, okay. It doesn't sound like it at all. He saw it as a moral bastion. He saw he saw it as a moral bastion. He saw that blacks were were just not efficient enough to uh, to be on their own. Right. And he uh, he had very conventional views alongside the slave holding South, and he had very. Uh, and within his conventional views, he had very moderate views about slavery. He figured, well, it would end naturally. It would end yeah. when the when the blacks would be able to take care of themselves. And then after the war, when he was asked about the blacks now having these additional rights, he said it probably isn't a very good idea. It's just going to be embarrassing for them. Interesting. And he's kind of right about that <laughs> in well, many I ways. Think we, <laughs> I think the proof is in the pudding at this point. You know... Um, was he wrong that it would have ended naturally or or diminished naturally? Because people were, some of those guys were, those slaves were buying their freedom and then enslaving others. And, and maybe some of them bought their freedom and didn't enslave any others. And, uh, and was it well, on its way the, out? Because I heard from somebody, I thought I heard that it was on its way out already. Slavery was, slavery was largely out of step with the rest of the Western world. And... There were slave nations. There was Brazil. There was Cuba. A lot of the Hispaniola places still had slavery. There were places that had abolished slavery in the Western world long before the United States, one of which was Mexico. Right. But Mexico had also changed hands many times in different um, regimes. And at the point when it got rid of slavery was the same time when France had done that. Well, France held a large control over the Mexicans. But that doesn't mean that the Mexicans, you know, personally did not have conventional views about slavery and they uh they did not uh, like the french all too much yeah. the french thought that they liked them they liked them well enough to uh to rebel and and kill them but um that's anyway and the french weren't that great in and moral either because that might have been around the time of the french revolution when when weren't they just uh chopping people's heads off sort of unjustly the French Revolution caused a big stir among monarchies around the world. That was when you didn't want to be a king. Yeah. When Yes. That was the time when uh, 
they rebelled and it basically overthrew the monarchy. And it was essentially the beginning of the end of monarchy. And you could say that might have started with Charles Cromwell in England, but really the French Revolution is what kicked all that off. And then it it wasn't so good to be king after that. Yeah, was that evil what they did? I, I it seems like uh, to me that like, that was evil when well, they were chopping the off the heads. Well, a lot of the Jacobins also had their heads cut off, so it was there was an ebb and flow. The people cut off people's heads, and then the people who cut off people's heads got their heads cut off. Oh yeah, well yeah, I know Vi- violence on many sides. That's the way of the world, huh? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Interesting, so, man. But 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 to go back to the slavery point, yeah. Um, uh, is it right or wrong? You know, according to what was conventional at the time for a Southern person, God would see that it would either be ended or it wouldn't be. It was up to God. So that's the general idea. Rather than us playing God by uh, forcing the slave owners to get rid of them, the evil government well, there, doing that, in my opinion. There was, there was quite a few correspondences between landowners and when they're off to war or they're, or they're off doing business, and they're having conversations about what to do with some of the slaves that were violating some rules, yeah. and there was a large understanding that times were changing, that there was a little bit more leniency to be had. These guys, you know, some of these slaves had, had been doing it for their whole lives. They were old men now. You don't whip people like that. You know, you just kind of you just kind of forgive them. And that was generally what was going on during that time. But okay. They were very benevolent. You yeah. know, they weren't just, you know, wholesale um, disciplining people all the time. And that that uh, that was widely felt. Early on in the uh, construction of the Americas, it was a very bloody scenario, especially with the conquistadors. And so there's a lot of precedents that were set prior to everything that leads up to the Civil War. And by the time the Civil War happens, there's a little bit better of an understanding and a lot more limits to the amount of violence you would use to keep a population under control. Okay. Wow. But once it gets out of control, as we saw in Haiti in the late 1700s, there is no fixing it. It doesn't matter how many militia groups you send to that island that is now taken over by a slave revolt. They will be hanged. They will be slaughtered by machetes. Right. You cannot get it under control. Once you lose control, it, it's pretty much over. It's a war. It, like, it's a nece- like basically a necessary it, war or like there's no solution, no peaceful you, solution, well, huh? Well, what happens is you just never regain. <laughs> the jungle takes it back. Yeah. Uh, if you if you build a flight line, if you tear down a jungle, you build a flight line, and you don't maintain the flight line for fifty years, the jungle takes it back, yeah. and that's the same thing with with the way people are. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Once you, it's kind of like what JLP says when you once you spoil the people by giving them their free stuff, they're never gonna let that free stuff go. They'll have a fit, and then they'll steal free stuff and just destroy and be out of control. Yeah. Sort of a similar situation. And in the case of the Haitian slave revolt, France had continually sent armed forces to get it under control, and they were systematically killed every time they went. Whoa. Crazy. Mm-hmm. What a mess. So there's no saving it. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially what, what the South 
and the North were trying to avoid, but they both had different opinions on how they would avoid that sort of scenario. In the grand scheme of things, I think they did manage to avoid it. Nice. Well, I appreciate okay. your call, Daniel. It's good to hear from you. And, and I'm impressed by your knowledge of of stuff that's written down, known as history. <laughs> so that doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Thank it's you, sort man. of interesting because you can relate to uh, present day and can you can whether whether different things are true or not, you kind of can uh, glean a lesson from some of these stories. Sort All right. Of. Nice, man. Thanks again. Oh, okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Daniel in Texas. I didn't know he knew that much. Okay, before I get back to calls, there there is one line open there. The calls are smoking. Uh, you know, let, let me get to a song. How about like get, we get to a song? I was going to get to Naomi Osaka, but that's going to take forever. Knowing me. <laughs> Terrible. Black, his, black Japanese female tennis player. So, again, this song is a track I really like, if you want to call it a song. I guess there's not much singing to it. It's more screaming in distorted uh, audio. Okay? So, you musical Philistines, you can cover your ears, you can press mute, you can go outside... Shovel snow, plant your garden, harvest your crops, rake your leaves, sling your cattle, filter your water or something, or boil it or whatever you need to do. Um, crack the whip. Keep a good attitude. This, is, this track is entitled, and it's a Christian song, okay? Year of the Hex by Frodis from the 1999 album, And We Washed Our Weapons in the Sea. I think is I think it starts with the word and. Uh, here it is, and I'll be right back for hour two. Hang tight.
Trey loves. So good. Trade love for dividends. Trade life for dividends. In the end, inherit nothing. Nothing burns like a heart for money. Don't be greedy. Beat them at every turn. I like the passion. Wicked and twisted. It's Christian. I like the uh, bass. Hey, this stinks. It keeps getting worse and worse. I am Hakes, scream for help. <laughs> My throat hurts listening to this. Scenery beautiful if you're watching. There is no final word as long as you breathe, no final verse as long as you live, something like that. What a great song. Kind of sounds like refused, somebody says. Well, thank you guys for bearing with me through that, in my opinion, beautiful music. Oh, I am remiss in not getting to the super chat from uh, Gregatron on uh, Streamlabs. Hey, first you censor trans people's faces, then you censor pregnant women's bellies, then you censor Arnold's chest, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Now you're censoring a mildly attractive mom hugging her son. That kills me. Why not just show it and disavow it? <laughs> Thank you, man. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> Thank you, Gregatron. Appreciate you, man. <laughs> I sometimes think of you. I'm going to show Naomi Osaka's Pregnant belly, uncensored, not on, well, kind of on purpose, but not on, I meant to get to it, I just didn't, uh, get to it. <laughs> so I'm gonna be, like, grossed out. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Riley JM says, hey, Hake, have you ever listened to Rise Against? I don't think I have. 
I do not think I have, but thank you. Isn't Naomi Osaka the chick who cries? I don't know if she cries. She took a mental health break because she's great at tennis, I guess. Uh, but she's young and believes in Black Lives Matter nonsense and has a boyfriend and a daughter out of wedlock with him because she doesn't maybe know better. Spoiler alert, bought a coffee over on Kofi.com slash The Hake Report. Thank you, man. appreciate that. K-O hyphen F-I. That used to be my preferred, but now I went back to buy me a coffee because somebody pointed out, I think it was, it was spoiler alert, that during the month of June, Kofi, I used to call it Kofi, showed the fake rainbow uh, flag thing on their logo. Even buy me a coffee didn't do that. So, anyway, guys, thank you. Appreciate that. Before I get to Naomi, I got to get to Art in Ohio. Uh, he's on the line here. Art, what's up, man? How you doing? What's up? Well, hey. Hey. Chilling. Uh, last caller. I, I agree with him on some things, and I, uh, and I disagree with him on some things. That's Daniel from Texas, the guy who talked about Daniel, a lot about history. Slavery Daniel from Texas. Yep. Okay, first thing first, Daniel should definitely know this then, that uh, you remember them old Indian movies or whatnot. Like cow- you remember Cowboys and Indians type things? Cowboys cowboys and Indians or whatnot. They used to have a lot of soldiers and stuff between the Union and the Confederates. And always on both sides, even when Artie Art was a kid, my papa used to always watch them old them old flicks. You know, I couldn't sit around and watch them. I'd get bored. I couldn't get into all that black and white. Pow, pow, poom, and the the uh, the uh, the bow and arrows. That that stuff wasn't appealing to me back in the day. With but my papa used to watch. Nice to see a little bit of it. So as I got older, I started uh, hearing that the Confederates and the Union was using Indians or whatnot because they wasn't familiar with the uh, with the land. You see what I'm saying? They the Indians were more uh, familiar with the land or okay. whatnot, and they had they uh, had a, a good fighting style that that uh, Confederates and the Union soldiers would uh, feel that they were basically they could use their help. You see what I'm saying? Oh, okay. So I I disagree with him on that, and that's why they were showing you in those flicks he, back in the day. Too. I don't you. Huh? Dis- what did he say that you disagreed with? Well, he's saying he was saying that, and I, I was using that. He was saying that there basically wasn't uh, no, basically wasn't no black confederates or whatnot, and I disagree with him on that. Uh, I feel like I have seen pictures of confederates that dressed in, if I'm not mistaken, their uh, their uniforms is, is gray. Their uniforms was gray or yeah, something yeah. like that. Yep. Okay, I remember seeing some. If I'm mistaken, or when I seen uh pictures of them in them uniforms and I agree with him on the uh, fact that he was saying that they were and basically uh, it wasn't a written down law or whatnot that they were indoctrinated into the Confederate. They didn't give them that. They wasn't written in paper basically. I agree with him on that but I disagree with him on the fact that I have seen them in uniforms or whatnot. Okay. The second thing, second thing is let's all use some common sense. Okay. Now, 
if the Confederates had slaves or whatnot, or I best say they didn't have slaves and they was just trying to keep the the blacks with the Confederates in the southern states. If I'm a Confederate and I'm a, I'm a white Confederate and I'm getting my butt whipped by the the Union, which is using blacks, you mean to tell me that I'm not going to use a, a resource, which is the blacks that are slaves, and I'm just going to keep using my white kids to get killed? Do that make sense to you? Oh, right. I mean, there was a lot of loyalty among some of the slaves, I thought. And, exactly. And also, exactly. that was the life that they knew, and life in some ways was working for some of them, yeah. although I'm sure a lot of them would have would have wanted their freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so my point my point exactly. You got a lot of the blacks that were down there that they, they liked how everything was set up. So you mean to tell me it wasn't something that would probably be like hard to be like, well, hold up, if let me do what I can do to help. And they would want to go fight against the union. I can't, it don't, that logically doesn't make no sense. You see what I'm saying? Now, I just, I mean, I agree with him on the fact that he was saying they wasn't written into the whatever right. could, the, the Constitution or amendments that the Confederates, the Confederates had back in that time, but you can't make me believe that they weren't using any of their uh, Negro slaves or any of the Negroes that was on that land or any of the, uh, or any of the Indians that were around and knew that that land in that area better than the Confederates may, may have knew, knew that land or whatnot. Yeah, pro- that, that's interesting. I, I hadn't considered that there may have been Indian guides during the so-called Civil War. Oh, it, def- it definitely was. It's de- this is, I mean, this is well, this is well-known history. But we, I just wanted to use that that common sense logic or whatnot that you you wouldn't just have okay. Well, I'm sending my white kids and myself off here to go fight the, the uh, fight the battle that I know we losing. And I'm just gonna leave all the uh, Negroes back there around my my wife and my ki- my other kids while we out here fighting and getting slaughtered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, they would they would use uh, they would they would enlist. It would make sense to enlist uh, s- slaves to go yeah. fight because you don't want to just sacrifice your your sons only <laughs> yeah exactly let alone just like you said it was some blacks did they like they adjusted and like that lifestyle the confederates wasn't how they how the liberals in the the union would was trying to make them seem like they were they were they were racist they was basically the confederates basically trying to keep the big bankers out of their business the, the big bankers was basically trying to monopolize them basically and basically do what they doing right now or whatnot. Slow, slowly but surely, what has led up to uh, to right now, that's what the Confederates was basically fighting against. Yeah. Yeah, but that's pretty much all I had to say. I appreciate you for time. Anything you guys ask me? Um, no, man, I appreciate it. It's It was interesting hearing you talking to the Jewish guy, the Jewish guy, <laughs> yesterday yeah. on American Anchor, baby. Yeah, I wanted to ask him, I wanted to ask him a couple of, uh, a couple more things, but I never uh, really got got around to really uh, asking them or whatnot. But yeah, well, it's I it's tri- it's hard to do that when you get when you because it's easy to get stuck on a point and not move mm-hmm. past a point, and then mm-hmm. it was going along anyway because you were on you were on the line even though you weren't talking the whole time for over a half an hour, and they were talking yeah. about other stuff and they had to just keep it moving, but uh, yeah. 
I know how I know how that can be. You just get hung up on something and don't even move past it, and then yeah. you just get lost. Sometimes my interviews yeah. go that way with other people. Yeah, and I was I was I was I was basically doing what Jesse was doing. I was basically looking for a yes or no answer, and I right. wasn't getting it. I was getting a, a lot of a, a, a running around in a circle, chasing the tail type of thing. Yeah, he. he a, a lot of times, those guys sort of. It's not necessarily filibustering. But they answer mm-hmm. in a in a way that's not really answering directly. Straightforward. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yep. yep. And I was about to say, uh, no, nah, I was about to say, uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm like this. Just like I say about LeBron James, if you got to say that you the GOAT, then that means you ain't, you ain't the GOAT or whatnot. Yeah. Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, when he was playing, he never was out here saying, oh, I'm the greatest and I'm the best. Everybody already knew it. So when LeBron James comes in 2016, 2023, all this he the ghost stuff, <laughs> well, that ain't something that you can just come and say. We the people got to king and crown you that. You can't just come and, come and say that or whatnot. You know what I mean? Interesting. It, it, it's basically being conceited. Me, Artie oh. Art, coming on here and being like, oh, I know I look good instead of, Instead of uh, Sion saying, Artie, Artie, he's he a handsome young fella. I like him. You <laughs> yeah. see what I'm saying? Right. Exactly. exactly. And then I'm saying that to say that, yeah, I don't like that. I don't try to be all on that. Oh, I'm a black Hebrew Israelite and uh, this and this and this and that or whatnot. Because I, I, just like I agree with y'all, if you got to keep saying it, then, you know. It's that's a, insecurity. Exactly. Yeah, that's, exactly. that's relying on, on your the physical situation is a, a to prop up your false sense of pride, for sure. And, 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 hey, hey, you know who the IUIC people are? IUIC? The, yeah, that's the Israelite group to be wearing the purple and stuff. Oh. They always be they The Israelite dudes always be... Uh, as a matter of fact, Jesse Lee Peterson interviewed one. Okay. So check this out. I noticed they always would... I noticed they always be saying that... Uh, the Mexicans and uh, the Africans and all these, uh, the Cubans and all these other Trinidadians, they all Israelites, and I want to go to say, no, they are not. It's only, uh, yeah, the uh, Israelites and the tribe of Judah and all the 12 tribes, they scattered all through the uh, earth. But you got to, they don't, they're not understanding that when a lot of them slaves were going over to like, uh, to down there in Mexico and the, uh, all these other lands or whatnot with the conquerors or whatnot, you your Spanish conquerors and the the English people, they was bringing the Negro slaves or whatnot. When they ran, when them little countries or whatnot ran those conquerors off, they killed a lot of them slaves. Those are a lot, that's where a lot of those bones are coming from. That's in those Mayan temples or whatnot. Those are a lot of those Negro slaves. Wow. Let alone, let alone that most of the Mexicans don't get curly hair as far as woolly hair True. like the Negroes would have or whatnot. And then if they were they were having all these babies with these so called Negroes, why ain't they having why why when they coming over here to America they ain't doing it right now? It's not you as frequent. It? It's it's far more common to be white Hispanic than black Hispanic. Exactly. They yep. they tend to stick with their tribe. So if they wasn't doing it if they ain't doing it right now, then they wasn't doing it back then. Just like I said, they ran those conquerors off when the conquer when they ran the conquerors off. They killed a lot of those Negro slaves that was on that land. So I go to say that the the, the IUIC, these Israelite dudes, is trying to claim everybody as uh, Israelites when they're not or whatnot. Oh, and okay. 
So and the Mexicans are not part are not part of the tribe of Gad or Asher or whatever. No, they're not, man. Okay. It's only a hand, it's only <laughs> a handful of them. And I, truth be told, I really think that this is a part of them. They using them the IUIC them Israelite dudes as part of a way to uh, basically bring a lot of these foreigners over here. They basically acting like Catholics. Oh, I see it as teaming up against the whites. It's like everything but the whites, <laughs> and maybe the Asians. Oh yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> That's what it is, but you why you watering down with the uh, tribe of Judah is and right. True point. You, you gonna have to you, you <laughs> yeah you gonna have to answer for it. Father God gonna make you answer for it or whatnot. But God bless you, Hank. I catch you later, my brother. And shout out to the chat, Jesse, Nick, and all the rest of you. I catch y'all later. Thank you, Art. Appreciate you, man. Take care. Yes, sir. Yep. Art in Ohio. Whew. William in California's been on hold for a bit here. William in California, thank you for calling and holding, man. What is up? Not that long. Not that long. How you doing, number five? I'm doing fine. 005, right. he calls me. I forget why I'm That's number right. five. Huh? I forget why I'm number five. Because I'm 003. Okay. Nice. And we're both, we're both uh, agents. Nice. Of good. <laughs> Hopefully that's not a hate number. <laughs> no. No, no, never that. Never right that. on. Uh, good call, Art. Very yeah. good call. And Dan, too, in Texas. Very good call. Yeah. Very informative. Yep. Very. Uh, He's a sober-minded guy. Yeah. <laughs> Where, where's that Confederate flag? The beautiful rebel flag is underneath this uh, continental soldier, I guess. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I cover it up okay. oftentimes, but uh, YouTube still... Strikes me anyway, so I guess it doesn't really matter much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, some, people, your... some people are go, so brain. Some people are conditioned. Well, I'll call it. That's a nice way of saying they're brainwashed to recoil at the side of this thing. They think it's a hate thing. They think they should just write me off as yeah a hateful person, and it's mm-hmm. not. It's it's, it's beautiful. Not. Yeah, they're, it's, it's that, interesting because they're the ones. Means. Yeah, they're oftentimes mm-hmm. the ones who are hating. But actually, both sides are hating both sides, so mm-hmm. it's kind of well, the unnecessary South was, drama. The South, the South was fighting for quite a few things. I mean, Indeed. Uh, number one, the cotton, um, they, they wanted to keep it private, you know, and, and the North wanted to industrialize. Yeah. And, and, right. and to, industri- to industrialize means that slaves have to be freed or whatever, and they don't have nothing to do, but uh, the... Um, um, the Narrative of a lot of blacks did not want it. Like he's like Dan said, a lot of these guys were getting really old in age, and some the blacks did not want to be moved in this, you know, out of the situation they were in. Most of the blacks did want to be freed, of course, but uh, it actually comes down to like the civil rights uh, shouldn't have been. Um, um, put upon us the way it was because yeah. segregation probably was going to end anyway. And that's where the problem comes in. When you force something on people, right. um, you, it's you, that mama you have spirit. To be, right. You know, you force it on people. It's just spreads resentment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of these things that we're going through right now, um, reparations and, and is nothing but a source of revenge. Yeah, revenge and resentment. Yeah, and uh, what's that? Redistributing the wealth and closing the wealth gap. Yeah, is, is that's something that's not going to happen. 
um, you have to right. you have to get up and get your own. Yeah, reality will never, ever, ever no. bear that out. That is no, that's true. No, 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 no. Even you if know, even, they're all going to, uh, even mm-hmm. as much as they may try and bring a whole lot of evil and destruction in trying to mm-hmm. do that, it, it's not going to happen. It's, well, it's not actually going to happen. A lot of people that say these things are people that don't have anything. You know, I sometimes think that the people who are pushing that, some of them know better, mm-hmm. know that it's only going to cause more problems, and they can well, say, the oh, there's a problem. They know better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They know mm-hmm. that they're going to swoop in with even more problems. More, you know, more government, always the answer. These you know, women, I, female-minded remember thinking. Remember when I told you, remember when I told you I, I do attend like every five years or so, the black and white ball. Oh, and I didn't know that. Put on a tuxedo. Okay. And put on my tuxedo and get a date and walk the red carpet and get out of the car like you're somebody. I didn't go to those things because there's a lot of, you know, very, a lot of people you may want to see and know or pick their brain. And I do have a picture that I was looking in the garage. I said, oh, I remember this. In the background is all of them. I told you before, all of them. Nancy Pelosi, Dianne Feinstein, Willie Brown, uh, uh, a, a, a hanger on her called uh, Kamala Harris yeah. with Willie Brown. You, you, you see how you see these things like 30 years ago, and now you see these people were still in office overdoing it. Yeah. Getting worse. Yeah, so, They're getting worse, yeah, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I haven't talked to you since the uh, long holiday, but we had some out-of-town guests. But um, nobody talked to me about the blue moon, but I'm going to give a shout-out to Matt living the American dream. Nice. Um, I told him, I said, man, I got two telescopes out in front of the house, man, and I, I'm telling you, I can't. I'm actually I put the electronic stargazer on it, and it looked gritty. And I was trying to take a picture of it within the telescope with my phone, and it, it came out gritty. But you know what it did? It looked really good with the naked eye. Okay, cool. Because it's 17%, 37% closer to Earth is why it looks bigger. That was the uh, blue supermoon, or super yeah. blue moon, that happened. Yeah, next one's 14 years, and next one's 14 years from now. But it's 30, it's 30, 37% closer to the Earth is the reason why it looks bigger. And it actually looks better without the telescopes, with the naked eye. Nice. It was beautiful. Cool. Shout out to Matt the American and all of the horsemen out there. We're we're out there riding um, the uh, election and the, uh, when's the next debate? Oh, I don't even know. That's funny. That's a funny question. I know Nikki Nikki Haley's fell off, and I I mean, I'm, I'm really very... Just kind of not settled on a on a on a, a VP. Just not settled on that yet. I heard uh, somebody uh, heard somebody mention suggesting Cornell West. I haven't heard that name in two months, <laughs> and um, oh. that's not going to happen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's delusional. Did I hear now, that? Uh, was that on the Hake? Was that on Hake or was Don't that? Try to join. Was that Anchor Baby or Hake that 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 somebody suggested that? I think it was your show. I was like. <laughs> What? Where'd that come from? Oh, man, that's uh, funny. No, no, you cannot join the winning side because you know you're losing. That's funny. And, you know, I, I, we had, um, I had a friend of mine come over, and he, he, he arrived in the Uber, and as the car door opened, his driver was just going off on him. 
and he said he was just telling me, and she was um, a woman, and she was uh, attacking men, basically. I said, what does this woman do to you? It's just, man, this woman is crazy. She was attacking, attacking men and everything. She said she's a carpenter and everything, and women can do everything men can do. And he says, lady, can you take a sheetrock up some swirling stairs by yourself, <laughs> put it down, I can and drive that. 30 nails? Can you drive 30 nails without bending them? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you might be in the trades. Pretty much only a man can do that. that. And not well, all men the thing can about even it do that. Is even the trades, and there's people listening on the phone that are in the trade, they know those women on those jobs, that's subsidized. Because yeah. when they build those skyscrapers, there's a time. There's a time. Um, you have a, a certain amount of time to build that building. And they all come under late fees. And they're in the millions. And if you multiply all of the adjustments that you have to make for women on the job, they'll take the apprentice, replace him, put him where she's supposed to be for the physical stuff, then pull him back downstairs into the hole to do the physical labor. And that's just for them to keep to keep up with the men. And uh, they, they, they got into it and everything. I said, man, just leave her alone. Just leave her alone. Yeah. She's not going to agree. <laughs> but um, What a mess. Uh, kind of yeah, reminds me of, like, the, the NBA, the, the WNBA. They lose, like, yeah, 10, they said do they, they lose 10 NBA billion? Salary. Yeah, they said they want NBA salary. And if you, ever soccer? At a w, if you ever looked at an WNBA game. And I try not to. I've seen, I've seen bits and pieces of it. I'm like. It's terrible. <laughs> It's bad. Yeah. And there's only 3,000 people in the stand. It, it, it's terrible. You, you're not going to get NBA money because you don't draw NBA money, and you're only getting subsidized by the NBA. Yeah. So, um, no, we won't be um, having any Cornel West. Uh, that that guy's a straight-up communist. He likes to say he's an independent, and the way I look at independent people, you are basically a coward. You just don't want to admit that you're uh, far left. Yeah, that's all it is. That's all it is. No, you, you, just because you don't want to admit that what you are, that's fine. But uh, how many independents have you known to win the White House? Uh, uh, nobody. Yeah, nobody yeah. has. Some <laughs> one guy, you. one rich guy got cl- got not even close. Nominated, he just, I think. He just did pretty well. He did. He did yeah. remarkably well. But not even he, even he wasn't even really close. Uh, that one well, rich they, funny guy. They, did they, Perot, uh, Ross Perot, was he the one who yeah, did the Ross, best? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they, they never really do anything. I mean, it, like I say, you, you're either trying to keep from being called a rhino or a lefty. That's why they say independent. Yeah. They pretty much don't know anything about politics, so they'll, they'll just say, throw that up in the air. I'm independent. You know, so you don't have to be responsible for the stuff that happens. But um, we are going to be okay. We're going to keep our country. And um, shout out to the men out there. We had a good month last month. Uh, yeah, history month. We, what, what, hey, I meant to ask you about David in Ocala. We've had some storms down there. We haven't heard from him. Is he okay? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I assume so because he. Well, yeah, he can be kind of funny. But he's up there. Yeah, he's right there. Uh, where that's Ocala, Florida. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe he's just busy, man. People get busy. People and, get uh, busy. Oh, especially, yeah. especially with that, maybe he has to, maybe he has to 
make some adjustments. Checking in with Hake isn't isn't the first on his list. That's correct. You've got to take care of yourself. Yeah, you take care of yourself. That goes for everybody. You got to take care of yourself. Yeah. Uh, the um, I think the scenario that I heard two weeks ago on the under with somebody that kind of knows. He says, "Man, it's either the projects because they get to they keep talking about these homeless people, and, and that's a shame what happened to Big Bump. They, um, oh, got ladies food, threw something at her. food thrown at him. Yeah, yeah, um, or a mint. <laughs> I." I, I kind of believe that that's what they're where they're headed. It's either housing projects, but there's no room to put them anywhere in the inner city anymore. They're probably going to throw out some housing projects somewhere in the desert, somewhere, and put them out there in the dust bowl, and that wow. because they just can't keep continue to um, uh, be be like that with the way way it's going right now. True. You know, because they're just getting too close to people. And it's not anybody's fault that you don't have anywhere to live. I know it's it's kind of your own fault, and then also, I mean, they've they haven't really made it conducive for uh, for. Uh, I mean, they they undermine they by subsidizing housing, you're making housing more expensive, and that's what yeah. these liberal areas do. It's sick. They, you know, Eric Adams. Uh-huh. Uh, is that Eric Adams in New York? Yes. The mess that's being created up there by sending all the people from the border up there, it's perfect. Put them up there. Put them, uh, in, put okay. them in the cities. Put them directly in the cities. That's what you voted for. Right. So put them there. And it's turning their cities upside down even more than they have been already. But um, put them where they got to go. Put them where they got to go. Because, I mean, eventually, was it a year or so ago? or I mean, a year or so from now, they're gonna be, a lot of those people going back. You know that, James. Going back, that'd be nice. That would be great. I I, I can't. Hey, you you we can't afford them. Your taxes are going to go up because you got to feed them. And um, this this like that that lady cab driver. Well, you know this used to be Mexico. I said it's not anymore. You know, some people create create value, and other people drain value. Isn't that a shame? That's why bringing a a baby into the world, being a baby in. Bringing a baby into the world isn't necessarily selfish. It's not necessarily messing up resources. It's at it's it. If you raise the baby right, it can add to the world and be a benefit to the world rather than raise it yourself. A a a degrading part of the world. We have to feed them. Raise it yourself. Yeah, true. But thank you, William. It's great to hear from you, man. Take care. You too, man. You take it easy. All right. David, speaking of David in Ocala, Florida, on the line. <laughs> What's up, David? How you doing, man? Well, I was just hanging out listening to you, and I heard him mention me and with the hurricanes and all that, and I thought that was really cool of him to bring that up. <laughs> so I wanted to let you know I'm all right. Right on, man. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I've been listening to the shows and everything, and, uh, you know, one of the reasons why I see he, he – what, what, telepathically with William and I, what it is is, see, when he brought up that 427 engine about a week or so ago, he's going to sell to his brother. Uh-huh. I built my first engine, man, when I was 15 years old, and it was a 327, okay? Wow. And, uh, oh, yeah, and it was so... Uh, this uh, William, I know this, I won't get too deep into it, but it was, it was bored out 60 over with 11 to 1 pop-up pistons in it, which I know that's way over your head. But he'll understand that. Okay. okay. So, 
So one of the greatest days of my life is I drove that car to my high school. Okay, totally illegal. I just Ooh. got the mo- oh yeah, I just got the motor running. I got straight headers, no exhaust system to give this kid a ride that had been teasing me. Okay, and, uh, I'm lucky I didn't kill us. Okay, that's pretty funny, it, man. Yeah, it was a three thousand pound car with about four hundred horsepower in it, with a month what's called a Muncie four speed. This car, I told when I got older, like in the last few years, I told my parents, I said, "How in the world did you let me have this car?" You know, I, I really should have hurt somebody in it, and specifically myself. Wow. Right? And what brought this all to my memory and everything, the only race I ever lost with that car was to a 427 Corvette. And I hung with him in first and second, but he left me in third and almost got sideways and almost wrecked his car. And, and William will remember this. They had a bunch of these light yellow 427 Corvette convertibles for some reason around 65 and 66. They were very expensive cars and they were just deadly. Okay. Cause people would roll them, you know, and they had no roof. So anyway, but that I got lucky that hurricane went about, uh, 150 miles, 150 miles, 175 miles north of me, maybe. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So you're fine. Yeah. And th- yeah, but I got some wind, but if it would if it would have turned in, you know, and then there's another one coming, there's a lead, but they say it's going to, you know, tail off to the west. So, okay. it's a bummer living with these things. Oh yeah, now. Lee, Hurricane Lee. Is that what the one that yeah. you just mentioned? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah here let, let me just cuz I wrote a couple things down from the last couple weeks. Okay. You know, some of the people in the chat have brought up that's what they they brought up that William sounds like somebody. I mean, I've literally watched somebody right in there. He sounds like somebody. Like they're trying to figure out who they think he sounds like. Uh huh. And I think I think he sounds like Neil deGrasse Tyson. Do you know who that is? Yeah, he's that black astrophysicist or something, and he's a liberal. Well, I'm not saying he's li- that. No, no, but but, liberal. but that's who that is. That black astrophysicist right. guy, and he has yeah. a relative. I don't think of him as sounding as. Deep voice. He just sounds similar. Okay. They're both very intelligent. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So he's got that intelligent. Then he brought up some black women about a week or so ago. Uh-huh. And here's one here's one for you, William. Remember Jane Kennedy? Okay. Yeah, you look yeah, oh yeah. That, <laughs> she was a sports announcer from uh the late seventies. Man, she was beautiful. Jane Whoa. Kennedy's her name. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So y'all were they were t- y'all were talking about black women, so yeah. Well, and the other reason I haven't called you is because you know I usually call you early. Yeah. Because I I don't want to you know I know you know if I don't have enough time to talk with you I really just don't want to you know I, I see how you know it's the timing and everything like that so it's not that I I'm not listening to your show or anything like that it's just you know I I know sometimes you don't have enough time you, you know. Yeah. Because of your show, bro. You know what I'm saying? I got respect for you. I right. appreciate you letting me call you up. So Nice, man. You know. Let, let me ask you this. Can I call you back one day and tell you this incredibly funny story? Okay? Can I do that one day? Of course. Okay, well, that's what I'll do. I got, <laughs> I got this for you. It's going to blow your mind. It's one of the best stories I got, okay? Right on, man. Sounds good, All right. Dude. All right. Keep, keep, keep pressing on, man. Keep up the good work. Same to you. All right? 
Be All careful right. out and there. Hassan, congratulations, young man. I hope everything works out great for you, buddy. Indeed. Wow, Hassan. All right. Yeah, y'all, y'all take care. You as well, man. All right, buddy. Bye. Bye. Wow, Hassan. Walking on water, Hassan. He interviewed a Jewish guy, a Jewish pal of his. That was cool. <sighs> Hassan, did you want to comment on your little uh, show that you had there yesterday? Walking on Water Hassan on YouTube. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, no, just... Yeah, shout out to the Jews, shout out to everybody. (laughs) Are you really uh, part Jewish? I mean, you know, I I believe mama, so I'm going (laughs) to say yeah, but... So so did... uh, Who's that Massachusetts woman? Pocahontas. Exactly. <laughs> but, her you know. Her mama told her that she's part Indian. Go ahead. I think one week is good for me. My, my Jewish days are over. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. But it was, it was nice. And it was nice that Anchor Baby kept it rolling. Yeah, that American Anchor Baby uh, annexed Hassan's guest and yeah. kept him on for two more hours in studio guest. Yeah, it was nice. Or, an Orthodox Jewish uh, musician. Yeah, and yeah. Frank them in here. Joshua, what was his name? Joshua Engelson, something like that, or Josh yep. Engelson? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he was asking him the tough questions, so shout out to Anchor Baby, and yeah, shout out to Josh for being open about the Talmud, about... You Ta- know, it's Talmud. There you go. <laughs> you he know. said the tall. It has to say tall, not tall. Ta- oh, that's what he said? Yeah, yeah I... That's what I picked up. Oh, nice. I could have I could have picked it up wrong. No, it I like, wasn't paying attention at like all. Like Talmud or ta- Talmud, but tall. Nice. According to him. Tall, See it right. <laughs> tall latte. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, people know what you're talking about. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, thank you, man. Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah. So, Wow Hassan on YouTube, Walking on Water Hassan, all one word, is the. Uh, YouTube URL, youtube.com slash at sign walking on water Hassan. Two S's in Hassan. <sighs> okay. Hang tight, callers. I will get to you, okay? I got to get to this, though. Otherwise, not going to happen. And I've been teasing it forever. Naomi Osaka. I have like a hundred photos of this. Um, and of course, that's an exaggeration. The far-left commie nonsense network CNN reported Naomi Osaka, tennis player, announces a return to professional tennis in 2024 AD. And I, yeah, I, I braved, I braved, it's the brave browser, ever than Googled, I braved Naomi Osaka husband. She doesn't have a husband. <laughs> the four-time number one Naomi Osaka, black Japanese gal, who welcomed a baby girl out of wedlock with rapper Corday. I guess it's how you say his name. He's 25, she's 25. At least he's not younger than her, at least not by too much. Uh, in July, had a baby in July. She int- said, apparently, that she intends to... She was number one. Number one. Uh, intends to return to professional tennis in 2024 A.D., Oh, there is a, by the way, to answer, this is a complete side note. 
Republican National Committee will hold its second primary debate September 27th at Ronald Reagan Presidential Library in California. Is that up in Simi Valley? Beautiful area, I think, if it's this place. I feel like there was a prom there somewhere when I was in high school. I didn't... I was part of the non-prom party. We just hung out at... Anyway. um, New York Times. Nice. So, September 27th. Probably going to be boring. I don't know. Maybe it's not. So, uh... Yeah, let me tell you about this gal. Here she is. Oh, that's her and her boyfriend. There's these young whippersnappers with their wild, goofy style. At least it's not all that slutty, you know? So don't say that word, kids. Who is Naomi Osaka's girlfriend? All about Corday. He's a rapper. She's, she renounced, okay, let me just kind of go into this. Okay, so she's currently dating this guy, but she had a baby by him. And she's, they've been dating since like 2019, or at least publicly. He's close friends with Michael B. Jordan, by the way. Been together publicly. They attended the Met Gala, that, Met, that degenerate Met Gala, where male actors dress up in dresses. Uh. But anyway, they didn't do that. So that's, that's good, at least, right? <laughs> he was part of the hip-hop group YBN, whatever that is. Close friends with Michael B. Jordan, that buff guy who plays Apollo, Apollo Creed's son in those movies, those spinoff movies of Rocky. Uh, I think the latest installment doesn't even have Sylvester Stallone. Anyway, uh, he's Michael B. Jordan looks kind of like Joel Friday to me a little. Maybe not. <laughs> they welcomed their first child, a daughter, in July 2023, and no shame about it. They're not married, but both parents. And he has this boyish face, and she looks like a little girl to me, but they're 25. Or I don't know, maybe this picture in 2019 was four years ago, so they were 21. But they look like children to me. Ah, okay, they don't look like children, but just baby-faced adults. Yeah, she's a, like a world-class tennis athlete. For a girl, I don't know how she would compete against men. But, you know, for a, a young lady, talented... Black Japanese gal. Okay, so <clears throat> what else? Oh, he's a rapper. There's a picture of him rapping. Grammy nominated rapper collaborated with her. Is it H E R or is it her? <laughs> and Young Thug. I had never even really heard of him, but he's a millionaire. I mean, I guess it doesn't take much to be a millionaire. Million million dollars is not that much money anymore, right? He's supportive, oh, this one is funny, number five, he's supportive of Osaka's mental health. Because this gal, I've been going after her ever since she wore those masks. Maybe, bef- may- I think I cheered her on when she beat one of the Serena and, and Venus Williams sisters. She beat one of them. Her dad was inspired by their, their dad. And he fashioned his coaching of her after his coaching of them. You know, the Williams sisters, the uh, black gals. And they are ladies. They're, anyway. Uh, so I was kind of pleased because, you know, these blacks, including her, though, she fall, she's part black, right? She falls into this fake racism notion. She can't help it. She's young and brainwashed and all that mess. She's been open about her mental health journey. Oh, terrible PDA. Oh, I should have censored that. He's like necking her. I don't know if, what necking means. But uh, 
It's funny how he looks like he should be fat, but he's actually relatively lean. <laughs> Something about his face looks yeah, like he has baby face, baby fat on his face. Anyway, um, she's been open about her mental health journey because she's, I guess she's not a Christian, maybe. And so she believes in mental health. And so she's mentally ill or whatever. She can't handle the stress and stuff. Even though she has both parents, by the way. I think. Father's black, American. Mother's Japanese, Japanese. And then she renounced her American citizenship. I'll get to that. In 2020, he dropped everything to quarantine with her at the U.S. Open after she called him from the event. (laughs) Oh, terrible. Oh, cause, what, she got China virus? I FaceTimed him a couple days early and said I was feeling sad and lonely in the bubble, she wrote on IG. Unbeknownst to her at the time, Corday then boarded a flight and quarantined in a hotel to be with her. <laughs> uh, nowadays, these young men, uh, we use the term loosely. He didn't watch much tennis before dating Osaka, so now he pretends to be all into tennis, or he is all into tennis now. <laughs> You, anyway, whatever. Uh, they have a baby girl. They show the ultrasound. Naomi Osaka is one of those people, one of those young Zoomers or, or young millennials who post everything on, hey, censor this, please. Uh, they, sent, they post everything on their IG. Show this uh, baby together, baby girl number seven. Uh, post, posting this. What is that? That's oh, an ultrasound, right? You see the child inside the womb thing. She's with child. Oh, this one is terrible. Cover your eyes. Cover your eyes. Uh, people who are li- anything like Hake. And go to number eight. Cover your eyes now. Oh! <laughs> I have like three different pictures of this, but uh, she's showing her naked belly underneath the uh, shirt. Oh! <laughs> she posted that on her IG. And all the women are doing this, so you can't really fault her, I guess, because she doesn't know better or think for herself. And I don't even know if there's such a thing. <laughs> but that's terrible. Okay, next one, next one. He and Osaka work out together, Corday. Oh, come. See, isn't it, isn't it odd? Isn't it kind of surprising how, how skinny he is and lean, I guess? He looks like a high schooler. But then his face is, yeah. And then she's doing a selfie. Embarrassing. Any of you guys work out with your girlfriends? Baby mama? <laughs> oh my gosh, who cares? <laughs> it's Charlie Church. Okay, he's into fashion. Ugh. Oh, I guess I shouldn't do that because Hassan may be, may be a fan. That's kind of cool style, huh? Or no, Hassan? <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, thumbs up. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> but who... But hey, whatever. Okay, yeah, there he is. This is a funny picture. He won an Emmy because he did a musical collab for We the People, an animated TV series executive produced by Barack and Michelle Obama. The Obamas congratulated him for the Emmy. We're so proud. And he... Look at him. He's taking a picture of... Some, he's taking a picture... Somebody's taking a picture of him. And he has these dyed, bleached bla- braids, or whatever you call these things. Shout out to the blacks. 
See, and doesn't he look sort of fat here? He looks fat here, sort of. Or just round, pudgy. Uh, and he's holding up the Emmy, but he has his face down, all serious. Like, this is sort of that typical shyness, almost like a humble brag. Ugh, I don't like that term, humble brag. But it's kind of, he's all proud of it, so he's showing it, but he's putting his face down because he's kind of, you feel like an idiot. He knows he's wrong. <laughs> showing it off, kind of. Nice Crocs, says Carver 531. I guess those were Crocs. Yeah, dreads, are oh, they're dreadlocks. Okay, so here's the father. We'll plow through the rest of this, and then I'll get to calls. All about Naomi Osaka's, look how dark black he is. That's how she's, turns out, not all that light-skinned, somewhat light-skinned, lighter-skinned than him. Leonard Francois and Tamaki Osaka. I think he might have gotten hurt, his wife pregnant out of wet, or the woman pregnant out of wedlock. Go to the next one. Leonard and Tamaki met in Japan. Did they get pregnant out of wedlock? Is that why she has the mother's name, Osaka, rather than Francois? Francois? Is it Francois or Francois? Look at the gal, the mama, and the black. So he was, like, in the military or something, I forget. Whatever. Oh, and they were secretly dating, and the parents were all mad. Oh, they were Dior Birkenstocks, is what Hassan is pretty sure, not Crocs. LOL, lots of laughs. But Crocs are high fashion. Or they're all the rage anyway. Not high fashion. Uh, yeah, uh, her father tried to arrange a marriage for her, but she's like, oh, I'm with, I'm with this black dude. <laughs> and he got mad. You're excoriating her for bringing disgrace on the family, according to the New York Times. See, those Japanese don't like... I don't know if it was over interracial marriage that he was, that her, that the mother's father was mad, Japanese mother's father was mad, but oftentimes they don't like that. Naomi's parents helped her decide to represent Japan in the Olympics. She gave up her U.S. citizenship in October 2019. Oh, really? 2019? In order to represent Japan in the 2021 Summer Olympics. So she renounced her citizenship, and then she still had the gall to protest this fake Black Lives Matter mess in 2020, I feel like it was. Maybe it was in 2019. Remember she wore that? Oh, yeah, it was 2020, because why else would she be wearing a face mask, a China virus mask, Breonna Taylor, uh, these other fake victims, right, of Black Lives, fake Black Lives Matter martyrs, you know? She previously shared how much she is involved in her home country of Japan's culture. You're also involved in degenerate anti-American American culture. I judge her. <laughs> Leonard was inspired by Richard Williams. Here's the little scene, because he, he's kind of like her... Uh, that's enough. That's enough. Let's get to that. Oh, show one more picture. Uh, pregnant gross. Ugh! Corday put his face up against her pregnant belly. Nah, on a picture, on a photograph. Uh, see, can't you see, Gregatron, why I would censor that? Gross! Okay, take that down, and I'm gonna move on. Move on, Hake, LOL, lots of laughs. 
Trick is in Montana. Thank you for holding, Trick. What's up, man? Not much. Just uh, decided to listen in today, and uh, thank you. Was blessed um, hearing William and David. I love those two callers' ears. I like listening to those fellas. Nice. And, um, cool. So, so I said I I call in, and I had um, based on what some William said. But I got a couple of political um, comments to make, too. And I'll be quick. Okay. Um, you know I'm quick. So um, I was around, you know, my dysfunctional low IQ vets hanging out. <laughs> we got done hiking, fishing. And we started talking about um, women's rights stuff and sports and equal rights. And one of the vets, we were talking, we basically the same thing William was saying. And one of these vets looked at me, and he says, I'd rather get poked in the eye with a sharp stick than watch women's basketball. Oof. And I said, man, that, that's hardcore, Bill. That is. But, you know, he was, he was kind of exaggerating, but he was right. making a point. There's no, it's boring to watch it. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can appreciate some of the skill and, you know, you do activities because you want to do them, but there's no equivalency. It's just a fact. Right. You know? It can be, some yeah. of them can be mildly entertaining or uh, amusing right. to watch, you know, yeah. like, hey, not too bad, gal. Yeah. You almost hit That's like right. a man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and you can appreciate skills of people right. who are good in their sport, but when they try to have an uh, equal-based outcome based on it's the same, come on, you're, you're smoking crack. That's yeah. crazy. Equal and pay and people all that. Know it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I just appreciate William having the guts to say that. And I appreciate the dysfunctional low IQ that stating it the way he's stating it. Cause I said, I wouldn't want to be poking out a sharp stick, but I think it's boring in my opinion. Um, <laughs> so anyways, interesting that William brought that up. The yeah. other thing, uh, a couple things I wanted to say to you politically that I think are interesting. Um, one of them is you mentioned Nikki Haley and I was out at some fights in Montana watching this friend of mine fight. And I hadn't watched the news in a while, but I seen her going off on. I like this Vivek dude. I really like him. I think he's smart. Oh, okay. And um, he is pretty smart. Yeah, I yeah. And give him that for sure. Smart guy. Smart yeah. guy. Mm -hmm. No doubt. But Nikki is going crazy, and she's so angry, and she said, "You don't have foreign affairs experience." Like oh I yeah. Have. And <laughs> and you know what scared me? Big Jim Hake on this is she's aligning with the Biden administration in these issues of war. And I, I, I'm like, okay, she's got to see that she can't be lining up with Biden in wanting to drag us into World War III, which will, you know, could happen after this next election. And Vivek is more nuanced than her. He's smarter than her. Yeah. And, um, and so she's going off on him, and she's got all this foreign affairs experience, and I'm calling total BS on this. Bogus speech. Um, you know, yeah, sitting at some meetings, acting like you know what went on with Russia during Napoleon and Hitler and why they have some of the views they have, not defending Vlad Putin, but she, I don't think she's uh, studied at all on this issue. So I just thought, what I came away from there is going, thinking, um, if Uncle Donnie got in getting Vivek as a VP, or if it's DeSantis grabbing Vivek, I don't think he'll get the nomination, but he's wonderful to hear, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, um, then, um, you know, somebody, one of my callers, and I forgot to follow up or for explanation, 
called her a warmonger, a neocon warmonger. Yep. What she is. Explain. And she, she doesn't know what that is, but she is one. That's a smart caller. Yeah. Um, explain. Yeah. Well, you know, the funny thing is, one of my, another one of my good friends who's not a low IQ, that he's a Vietnam guy, he's actually a brilliant guy, he was on Wall Street. People don't understand that neocons love war and so do left-wing progressives because the welfare and warfare state go hand in glove. Wow. And so, so what happens is a girl like Nikki aligns with, um, with the progressive left on these issues of war, where guys like RFK and Tulsi Gabbard on the left are more sensible, and they sound like Uncle Donnie Trump. He doesn't articulate it well, but Vivek does. And so, yeah, so she is a warmonger, and she's got this idea. I know this Ph.D. babe here in Montana. She talked about (laughs) being outside the wire in Afghanistan, and I was outside the wire. I say, you crazy, you were never outside the wire. But Nikki's talking about She thinks she knows these issues, and she's so... And she was, you know what scared me about her? You could see the rage in her. She wasn't debating logically. Vivek was a cool cat, and she's like raging, like, you know, someone took my favorite restaurant away from time. She just looked like a baby to me, (laughs) and a raging girl. Funny, man. Yeah, so so that that caller's right, because if we get a neocon... And there's neocon, there, you know, there's degrees of that, like everyone else, everything else. Right. But if we get a neocon or Biden or a progressive gets in, we're going to be in a war. And yeah. Trump kept us out of it. Right. And Hillary would have brought us into it. So that, you know, True. that's my opinion on, on that situation. But I want to make, can I make one more comment? Because I don't want to uh, take up too much time. Yes, please. Real um, quick, go. Yep. Yeah, Newt Gingrich said something a couple weeks ago, and I heard from a dysfunctional buddy, and he says... He goes, Obama's behind all of this with what's going on with the shenanigans with Russian collusion and all of this stuff going on. Newt Gingrich came out and said that, and I said, I believe that. I think the guy real pulling the strings and influencing in, in an inordinate way, and I can spell that word, is hmm. Barack Obama. That's my, that's my opinion. Him, so, o- Obama, or I- the, o- the Obama team? Because is Obama really that smart? Maybe he is, but is he really that no. clever? No, no, but people swoon over him. And yeah. when I found out what went on with GPS fusion and steel and this Coy Perkins law firm, and all this is known now. This is a dysfunctional low IQ vets know it in Montana. Everyone knows it who's, who reads. So he, it is his team, but he's, you know, people swoon at him like, oh, oh, Barack. You know, <laughs> know. he's the great savior. Yep. Yeah, so, yeah, he's got a team around him. I don't think he's too smart, actually. I don't think he is. So, yeah. um, I think your point's right. He's got a team of whoever. Right. But Newt said it. Newt said it. I was surprised Newt said it. And it takes some guts to say that, and I believe that. Nice. So Interesting, man. Anyways, I appreciate Newt sometimes. That's cool. I do, too. I like Newt. Yeah. I like Newt. He's a... I think he's a Catholic, which I don't believe in following the Vatican, but I, you know, right. I'm not against Catholics, but I just... I don't like um, religious hierarchies in charge of constitutional Americana. That's just my opinion. Same. As a low IQ vet. Nice. So, anyways, great. Thanks for taking my call. Love, William and David. Uh, They're awesome dudes, man. Cool. Great to hear from you, man. Appreciate you. Yep. Have a good one. You as well. Bye. Guys, this has been the Hake Report. Last quick super chats. 
thank you to Lin Yen Chin for the super chat over on Streamlabs. And thank you to the spoiler alert tip. Um, I, I appreciate that. And I will, uh, I will heed that for both of you. Appreciate it. And spoiler alert, bought another coffee. Japan is the next target for ethnic cleansing. They're using slash promoting Naomi Osaka to help this process. Whoa. Interesting theory, man. <laughs> Terrible. And let me just double check over here. I think we're cl- all clear. Thanks again for all the support, guys, and for listening. This is uh, Clucking Theodore by Mary Rice Hopkins. <laughs> here it is. Bye. <laughs> I'll hang out. So good. She's a great songwriter and a woman. Every morning at a quarter to four, I'd look out my window and there was Theodore. He was sitting there clucking, keeping real good time. I think my mom was losing her mind. <laughs> Mr. J. Hassan didn't read my super chat yesterday, beta. <laughs> Maybe he'll get to it next week. Well, Theodore was loads of fun to have around. I put a leash on him, <laughs> and he followed me to town. Nice. No other chicken could cluck quite like him. he come up for some air, and then he started again. She's so good at, at writing this stuff. <laughs> So silly. It's a children's song. It's Christian. Mary Rice Hopkins. One day I came up with a fantastic plan to charge people to hear him and open up a stand. That money. Hey, bet she doesn't. That's funny. What a great song. I. I try to get up every morning at a quarter to four because of this song. Every morning at a quarter to four. <laughs> well, bye, guys. Okay. I'm getting scrutinized. <laughs> Isn't this beautiful scenery? San Onofre, near San Clemente, on the way down to San Diego. Adios, America. Bye.